Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the hugest, safest, making podcasting safe again, great again, whatever the heck again podcast there is. I'm your co-host, Steve Cypress, along with the man who is making podcasting great again, Mr. Everett Farnell. Well, we have to fight against the people out there who are trying to pull down podcasters and listeners. They're trying to steal the podcasters and the listeners' money. They're trying to destroy the podcasting sphere, and we've got to protect, we've got to make podcasting great again, and we've got to drain the podcasting swamp of all the subprime and subpar people in it. Right. There are plenty of podcasts out there that say they tell you something or do something, and if you're like me and you listen to them, and then halfway through or... If you somehow stay to the end, you're like, wait a minute, that was terrible. So, of course, we're on a mission to do that, and the reason Everett's bringing that up is that's the topic for today. Now, we have discussed it before. Back during the campaign, we discussed it early on in his administration months ago, and it's time because of an email Everett received or saw or a, a video or something. I forget now, but he's going to talk about it. Is this whole uh, strategy Donald Trump uses so well, which is creating an enemy. Selling against an enemy. So early on in the campaign, we talked about how he did this by saying there's low-energy Jeb Bush and there's Lion Ted and Little Marco, and he had to create an enemy. It wasn't enough to just run against them and say my policies are better. He had to create enemies. And then when it came to the general campaign, well, of course, there's crooked Hillary and there's the crooked media and the whatever he calls them, the lying, dishonest media, and that he has continued to this day that he has to just have, even though he passed, won the election. And you might remember that episode. We talked about the fact that Donald Trump cannot just wake up every day, even though supposedly the election's over, and not have an enemy anymore. He has to create one. Well, how about you and your business? Are you constantly creating an enemy to sell against? So, Everett, tell us about this video, or this fundraising thing by Trump. Well, it was a video, and it was actually a Facebook ad, but the copy in it is what caught me. So I was looking at it because I'm always interested when, when the ad, I read the ad. You know, nobody else, I go through the magazine to read the ads, which I know very few people do, do but I'm a... Yeah, nerd. well, and if you're like me, you turn on the TV to watch the Home Shopping Network and not To watch the infomercial, yes, absolutely. The copy in this said, uh, what you're seeing on TV is sabotage. You read that right, it's sabotage. The fake news media is working hand-in-hand with Washington's corrupt bureaucracy to try and slow the, and block our America First agenda. The special interests know they can only win when you, the American people, lose. That's a powerful piece of copy right there. It's not only when the American people lose, it's when you, the American people, lose. That word is very important in that sentence, by the way, a little copyright thing. 
But we're fighting to break the special interest stranglehold around our country that has silenced our citizens, stripped our nation of its wealth, and bled America dry. It's now an all-out fight to save the great American grassroots movement that sent shockwaves around the world on November 8th. With so many forces out to ruin us, I'm turning to you and our most trusted supporters at this critical moment to join me in the trenches to fight back. So I'm turning to you, right? So that's another, they're calling out the person watching it. Contribute to drain the swamp. Thank you and God bless America. Donald Trump, President of the United States. So it's that, that transition was a little, uh, uh, was a little rocky at the end. I'm, 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 you know, I want you to join me to fight back in the trenches. Well, sure. I mean, but we're not here to critique the copy. I know you're a copywriter, so you do. But we're here to talk about this concept that you see Donald Trump is creating this enemy and then constantly pitting the we, it's us against you. Right. And it's one of the most powerful ways to sell is to, there's two things they do in here. Number one, they create urgency, not by saying, I have made a decision that this is what we're going to do, or I'm going to give up. They're creating urgency by saying, these people are attacking us and we need help now. Which right. Is something that, so my response to all of this always has been to Donald Trump is like, dude, you're a billionaire and I'm not contributing anything. <laughs> to you. However, this is good copy, like you said, and we're not here to critique the copy, but we're talking about the concept of selling against the enemy. And Donald Trump is doing that here in order to raise funds and to excite his base get people behind him, get people still rallying for him, calling their senators or congressmen and saying, get to work, you bums, showing up at his rallies, countering the anti-Trumpers on social media, all the stuff This riles up people to support him. And there really is no better way. Can you think of a better way to rile up support than to create or have? But if you don't have one, you create an enemy. No, it's, it's the best way. It's the, so how does this work for a small business? Works. I mean, a small business person, if they haven't tuned out already, is sitting there going, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'm a little local plumber here in my town. And what the heck are you talking about Create an enemy? I'll give you a perfect example. When I was in the roofing business, we created two enemies. Number one, basically what we did is we said that there were three roofers in town. Right? Of course, there's a thousand, but there were three roofers in town. There were Sears, 100-year-old brand that was ridiculously expensive, and they were going to steal your money. Like they did a great job. They were trustworthy. So we didn't try to attack the 100-year-old brand on their trustworthiness. We attacked them on the fact that they were insanely expensive. And then there was Drunken Roofer Inc., and all the other roofers fell into Drunken Roofer Inc. What were they called? Drunken Roofer Inc. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah, so it was a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, made, that, I made up the name. I got it. So this is a great example because one is a real, actual enemy, and then the yeah. second one is an enemy you created. That I created out of whole cloth. And what I did is I lumped all the other roofers into drunken roofering. And now while we never pointed a finger and said that roofer has drunk people working for him, what we would do is we would refer to Sears or we would refer to drunken roofering. We would never refer to a specific roofer when we were making, you know, so you can always hire well, I love that you say that too because that's another point our listener might be thinking is like, look, I don't need to be sitting here creating enemies and being a jerk to my fellow competitors that I have to see at the chamber meeting or whatever. So, no, you know, it, it, dispelling it like that. that, you don't need to do that. It goes like this. Listen, this prospect, you can pay $600 a square to have your roof put on by Sears. Now, they're a 100-year-old brand. They're staying behind it. They'll be around. Of course, it's not going to be around, but that's neither here nor there. They'll be around. You'll have a good, solid roof on once Sears gets done putting it on. So you can do that. Or you can go to Drunken Roofer Inc. 
and you can have them put your roof on for $250 a square, so less than half price, right? And they'll do a drunken roofer ink job for you. And if that's what you want, that's fine. Not the play, you know, we're not the roofing company for you, but there's, but that's fine if that's what you need to do, if that's what you're looking to do. Now, the other option is that you can get the Sears quality, but you can get it for much lower prices. And a matter of fact, here's the reason we actually do a little bit better job than Sears does. And here's their price. And here's our price. Now, everybody who we would go see, because we had good marketing and we weren't going into neighborhoods where price was the primary factor, Drunken Roofer Inc. was completely off the table. And what we did is we created, because, they, no, I'm not going to have those guys, the quote-unquote those guys. And because I knew the price of my competition, I would hit the price within 10 or 15% of every other quote that the guy got. So now the guy's thinking, oh, my God, this guy knows exactly that. That price is what this other, these three other guys gave me. I don't want drunken roofer ink on my roof, so those guys are suddenly, they're out of the picture. So now Sears and me are the only competition now. I would go in and tell them why Sears was charging them too much money. Look, Mr. Prospect, the reason Sears charges $600 a square for the roof, of course, my numbers might be a little off now, so that's not important, but the reason Sears charges $600 a square for the roof is because they finance it. So you can pay for it at $40 a month from now until your grandchildren graduate college. That's fine, but that's why they do that. On the other hand, we don't do that that kind of financing. So if you need that financing, you're probably going to be stuck going with Sears and paying a tremendous amount, a lot more money. But if you want to skip that, we can save you a ton of money. We can save you 20%, 30% on your roof and put a really top-notch roof on for you. I mean, it just worked like gangbusters because it was drunken roofer ink just trying to put a crappy roof on your house, and you don't want that, do you? And Sears is trying to steal your money and not only charge you twice what they should be charging you or whatever the number was, but on top of that, they want you to pay it off at 18% interest for 60 years now. So which one would you prefer to go with? Well, because we were looking at a market who had money, we sold a tremendous number of roofs, and we sold it at twice or close to twice what all the other roofers except for Sears were selling them at. And we took such a chunk out of Sears' business, they actually started lowering their price, and they started trying to compete with us. But they, I mean, they couldn't. They didn't change. Fantastic example. So, you know, watch next time, dear listener, when you see Donald Trump creating enemies, or either, again, he will just accentuate enemies like he did during the campaign. Clearly, Hillary and Jeb Bush and whatever, of course, they were enemies. They were competing. But now, he'll say things like, the courts are political, and the FBI or the Secret Service, the leakers, want to get me, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he will constantly be bringing up and accentuating enemies and creating them if he has to out of thin air because that's an extremely effective way to sell. So ask yourself, what enemies are you pointing out in your marketing or are you missing out in on this hugely effective marketing strategy to use? And speaking of which, you think this basic tip was hugely effective. Wait till you hear our advanced tip of the week, which as always we save for those enterprising listeners who go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com where you get the contact information for Everett and for me, and you contact one of us, and we'll discuss and explain and help you implement the advanced tip of the week into your business. But even the basic tip this week will be fantastic, and if you think that's great, wait till you hear the advanced tip of the week. So, Everett, in closing, anything extra advice to give to our listeners? I think that you have to just sit down and you have to really develop an enemy. It's the easiest, strongest, best way to sell. So you've got to develop, you've got to create an enemy for your prospects. And then you got to sell against the enemy. It's powerful, and it'll work. Uh, it'll work if you do it. Yep. And if you start another podcast with you, where you teach business lessons from Donald Trump, then you will have us as an enemy, which would make <laughs> you a fantastic student. So, with that, 
We will call to a close this episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, and we'll be back here again, same time, same channel next week, with another fantastic episode. It's going to be, believe me, huge. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.